Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. As you can see, Jesse's out of town and Matt Arnold is here to join us. Thank you, Matt, for coming on board today. Hey, always good to be here, Terry. Great to have you, my friend. Hey, uh, today we've got some special uh, show. Matthew Arnold's probably the uh, most experienced expert on this topic that I know on the apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success. And today we're going to talk about just that. Um, Also, we're going to have some soul food given to us through the gospel and also Fulton Sheen. And some of the things that we call it the uh, need to know file. We've got a couple. I like to give you two every day that just uh, gives you this information to stay focused in your prayer life for praying for our nation and for the world. And let's continue to pray for the folks in the Ukraine who are suffering greatly at the hands of the invasion of uh, uh, Russia. But before we do any of that, as I say, I love to get the soul food out. And Matthew, we have the gospel, Josh, Matthew, the gospel of Matthew 25 to 31 to 46. I I, I love the the summary. Whatever you have done for the very least of my brothers, you have done unto me. So if you could read that gospel, and I think we could spend a whole hour talking on this gospel, (laughs) Matt. I think it's reasonable to say that. I think that's safe to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and have you read that gospel and give us your take. All right. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. Wow. And he will separate them one from another Mm -hmm. as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for the least of these, or for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. As far the words of the Holy Gospel. Matthew, before you give us your commentary, I was chuckling while you were reading the Gospel, and I was thinking about the people who think universal salvation that says everybody's going to go <laughs> to heaven. And you read the Gospel here. This is really serious stuff, what is being said here. It is. It is, right. Terry. So let's get into it. All right. Well, uh, there, there are two things that jump out immediately. The first is uh, the, the fact that this gospel's being read on the first Monday of Lent, mm-hmm. reminds us that our Lenten sacrifice has three aspects, penance, of course, and prayer, but also almsgiving. 
right? That's part of the Lenten, the, kind of the for, forgotten aspect of the Lenten sacrifice. And, and our Lord here is making it very clear that our, our salvation itself hinges on our charity toward our brothers. So, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that he's describing uh, what we call the general judgment or the last judgment. And I think sometimes people say, well, what, you know, St. Paul says it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. So if you're judged after you die, what, what's the point of this general judgment? And the point is that at the end of all things, when all of us are in eternity with God outside of the constraints of time, God will reveal to everyone you know, why things happened the way they happened, why he allowed certain things, why he didn't allow other things, and the part, the role that every single person played for good or for ill in the great tapestry of, uh, you know, salvation history. And that's the thing, because uh, sometimes, you know, people say, you talked about universal salvation. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, I'd be so sad if somebody I know went to hell. And it's like, no, after the general judgment, you're you're not you're going to be you're going to be enlightened with God's perfect justice you're going to <laughs> praise him you know for for the way things turned out and and likewise the person that marches into hell marches there under his own power and whatever his lamentation you know whatever his woes or his regrets the one thing that he will not be able to say is that's not fair because everybody quite literally will know better Matthew there's so much more <clears throat> to say i want to oh amen i mean there's a little story last Thursday, as everybody knows here at Virgin Most Powerful, we pray for our priests from 7 to 9 o'clock on Thursdays. And I was so proud of the men that were at the church. I came in about 10 minutes to 7, and uh, these guys are, are former policemen, so I guess they should do what they did. But there was a gentleman uh, in the back of, on the side of the church, they said he, um, he's, he's really depressed. He's saying that he's going to commit suicide. Mm. So I went in to talk to him on the side of the church, and I brought him into the church. And um, uh, let's call him Anthony. And Anthony said to me, my, my friend just killed himself. He shot himself in the head, and I witnessed it. And I'm just so mm. depressed over that. I, I have uh, been involved, and uh, I just came out of prison. He gave me his whole sto story. And it was a tough story of a man who had lived a very r a rough life. So mm -hmm. we all brought him into the church before the Blessed Sacrament got down on our knees. Now, remember, he told me he's a Protestant now. I, I assumed he was Catholic at one time, but I brought him before the our Eucharistic king, and we prayed with this man, got down on our knees, and what was fascinating is he blessed himself. Mm. And I blessed myself, and I thought, he probably hasn't done that in years. Mm -hmm. So we prayed with him and trusting our Lord, uh, graces for him, and uh, we got a contact phone number for a place that can take him for a value psychological evaluation because it sounds mm. like he's had a trauma in his life from here sure. watching a friend shoot himself in the head. That must be horrible. So the point I'm making is that was Christ to our guys at the church that night. And that night we prayed for a priest, but we also prayed for Anthony. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what happened to Anthony other than we got him into a facility that is going to help him uh, with his problem. But I, I told him that we here will be praying for him. And uh, that was what I think our Lord is talking about, that that was Christ to us. We don't know this guy from Adam. He just comes right. running into the church right. or to the side of the church saying, <clears throat> I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, but, but whatever you've done for the least of his brothers. That's it, Matthew. Yeah. That's it. So I just want to tell the guys, uh, you know, keep up the good work. Also, Matthew, I, I want to give a shout-out to a gentleman. I was in Bakersfield at the... Um, 
a county fairgrounds with my grandson looking at um, trains, you know, model trains. Uh-huh. And there was a gentleman that had a booth there handing out Divine Mercy pictures with all of his uh, material that he's selling. So I that caught my attention. Sure. And um, I won't embarrass him, but I went up to the table and I congratulated him on, you know, witnessing in the world today the Divine Mercy. He says, well, you don't, you don't understand. And when I started talking, he goes, you're Terry Barber with Virgin Most Powerful. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, yes, I am. But I just want to thank Guilty you for promoting divine mercy he says i have to it's what brought me back to the faith and then he tells me how uh you know beautiful testimony of how he lived a life that wasn't according to god's commandments and that a divine mercy intervened in his life and he made a promise that he would go out and promote divine mercy the rest of his life and obviously i can see he's doing just that so yeah it's beautiful this is implementing the gospel and this is why we can't uh, you know, say, hey, look, there's too many things going on in the church right now. It's embarrassing. Uh, well, we still have to evangelize, give people opportunities to meet the person of Christ. Matthew, Amen. I, I want to bring in the smartest guy in the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Full Sheen ahead. And here's what the good bishop said this day about young people. I thought about young people today and how many, you know, Matthew, right now, statistically, by the time the kid is, the young person is 23 years of age, uh, 87% of the kids, when they're adults, are not practicing the faith. Mm. Now, I'm sorry, Matt, but that, that's a horrible, horrible yeah. statistic. That is, not, that is not a passing grade. Yeah. Now, here's what Bishop Sheen says. Our delinquent youth in America become delinquent because they have no mission, no purpose in life. Pour steam into a boiler and give it no work? And it will blow up. Well said. <laughs> youth is blowing up for the same reason. And I really believe that we need to reach out to our youth, not with entertainment, but right. with the person of Christ, and give them an opportunity to meet Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist, to meet his Blessed Mother. And this is something that I encourage all of us parents to give our kids an opportunity to meet Christ, especially through Our Lady and the Holy Eucharist. And also especially if you've had problems in your life with parents where your father hasn't been there for you, to go to St. Joseph and ask St. Joseph to be their spiritual father. Your thoughts on Sheen's quote, Matthew? Oh, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't have it more correct. It's, it's, it's lack of purpose. Every, every big movement, mm-hmm. <clears throat> bad movement, really, you know, in the, in the last hundred years, whether it's, you know, uh, from Bolshevism to Black Lives Matter, it has been... Uh, you know, uh, just the, the, their ranks are swelled with kids who have no purpose, who don't have direction in their life. And, and that's the thing. When when you give your life meaning and purpose and when you're uh, when you're devoted to the ultimate meaning and purpose, yes. you know, then then you, not only are you going to be productive and and uh, and working on something that's uh, that's good for everyone, but uh, you're also going to be happy. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. Well, said. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success with our very own Matthew Arnold. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I guarantee it. And again, stay with us, family, because when we come back, we're going to talk about the apparitions of Our Lady from hundreds of years ago, but how it applies to us today. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, 
Here's Terry and Jesse. Actually, Terry and Matthew Arnold sitting in for Jesse. Before we get into our Lady of Good Success, I wanted to mention again the need to know file to pray for people. Number one, uh, you know, our president, Joseph Biden, baptized Catholic. He's calling the Florida 15-week abortion ban, he's calling it dangerous. Okay, that's something that he needs to repent of, okay? And we need to pray for his conversion because he is baptized. I want to see him in heaven, but the direction that he has been going in in politics, especially as the president, he stepped up everything against uh, killing, uh, for killing unborn babies. And, uh, you know, there's a commandment, thou shall not murder. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what abortion is. And so I would ask everyone to keep him in your prayers for his conversion. Also, you know, hey, Terry, we were talking about the last judgment because that's one of those things. I think what you did, at least you know, my the, brother. Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, and, and the pro choice so-called Catholic, you know, people don't wake up thinking they're going to be, you know, we're going to do evil today. They justify it in their heads. Exactly. But, you know, at the end of all things, there's not gonna, those justifications are, are going to fall away well, and, and are going to be exposed, you know, because people because deep down he knows better. Let's you, face you would it. think so. Yeah, I, 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 Matthew, I say the same thing, and I just cringe because, um, you know, we justify our human nature, we justify our actions. But can you imagine right. his exit interview when yeah, it all comes out? I mean, I'm just, I cringe. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. He really does need our prayers. Yeah, he does. And the other little good to know file is, and I like this, uh, the NFL drops all COVID protocols effective immediately. Hey, yeah. well, that's about time. We're making, yeah, about time. We're making progress on that. All right, Matt, I'm telling everybody to put their seatbelt on because, um, <laughs> yeah, I really, I, I think it's been a couple years since you and I chatted about Our Lady of Good Success. And um, I think uh, my first question to you is, can you give some basic uh, facts about, our ap- about the apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success? And in addition, why is it important? I think I kind of prelude to that uh, in 2022, yeah. why is it important for us today? All right. Well, starting with uh, the uh, kind of the basic facts of the apparition, uh, starting with apparitions themselves. You know, Terry, uh, some people uh, uh, are skeptical about Marian apparitions, and uh, and perhaps rightly so, because there's any you know there's yeah. a, certainly a great potential for fraud here. Of course. But you know, so we we want to look for the approval of the church naturally. Yes. But there's an axiom in physics that if a thing has happened, it can happen. You know, our good <laughs> Lord appeared to the apostles, and we believe that with the with the uh, the virtue of faith. And so, obviously, it's something that that can happen. Mm-hmm. And um, and Our Lady appeared um, under the title. I mean, the title Our Lady of Good Success actually goes back to the Middle Ages, but uh, she appeared under that title to a. Uh, a sister, uh, Mother Mariana de Jesus Torres, in the Royal Convent of the Immaculate Conception wow. in San Francisco de Quito, as it was called at the time, <laughs> Ecuador, and uh, and she requested that uh, that a what, statue. What be made year was her. that, Matt? What year? That was the the year fifteen ninety four. Thank you, Matt. Right? So four hundred years ago. Yep. And uh, and she she kind of commissioned a statue, right? She wanted to have a statue of her holding the the infant Jesus, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and a crozier and keys in her right hand. You know. Right. Um, the, the, the divine infant was to remind people how powerful Mary's intercession is in bringing people to her son, right? That's St. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux to Jesus through Mary. Amen. And then the keys and the crozier, you know, sometimes, so why does she have a crozier? You know, that's a bishop's thing. Well, actually, in Catholic art, it's it's common for uh, an abbess or a prioress to yep. to have a crozier just to symbolize her authority. And, and to give the keys and the crozier to Mary symbolizes that she is 
uh, intended to be the true abbess of the convent, the perpetual abbess of the convent, you know, <laughs> that they're going to put herself under Mary's mantle themselves. And so that statue, I mean, it's in the upper choir, right, where the, where the sisters gather to sing the office every day, mm-hmm. um, except three times a year, they bring it out during uh, May and October, right, because of their association with the Blessed Virgin. And then there's a yearly novena starts on the 24th of January, which culminates on, on the Feast of the Presentation, which is also the feast day of Our Lady of Good Success. In fact, her her title, her official title in Quito is uh, La Nuestra Señora del Suceso de la Purificación. Wow. Like, I, yeah, thank you. Can you say that again? <laughs> Our Lady of the Good Success or Good Event Got of it. the Purification. Okay? Yep. So she, Our Lady made all sorts of, I mean, it's, she appeared to her uh, uh, seven times over the course of 40 years, uh, and at one point at least accompanied by Our Good Lord. And there were many prophecies made about the colony, about the church and the world, including a worldwide crisis of faith and morals Interesting. Uh, that would uh, start in the 19th century and really reach a, a critical stage in the middle of the 20th century. Wow. Right? I don't know about you. I was there. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that prophecy came true, that's for sure. Absolutely. So— uh, and we can, uh, you know, we can go through. There's, there's far too much to to do in a, in an hour's uh, interview. Uh, suffice it to say, she said some very pointed things. We can get into that later. But, but she offered a solution to the crisis, which is devotion to her, under the title Our Lady of Good Success. And and you know, she said it wasn't going to become well known till the end of the 20th century, which it wasn't. I mean, it was it wasn't on a radar. No. I I made a, a DVD. Uh, our Lady of Good Success, History, Miracles, and Prophecies, which we renamed in 2017 at the request of the sisters, Our Lady of Buen Successo of the Purification, History, Miracles, and Prophecies. I've got a copy of it right here. It looks like that. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been all around the whole world uh, since 2007, literally all over the Anglophone world, North America, both the United States and Canada. I've been to Europe. I've been to Australia, you know, uh, so four continents in, in 20 years promoting Our Lady of Good Success. Matthew, how uh, can people to, get... Today, today Matthew, there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff. I know you're not, you're not paying me to say this, but I want to <laughs> say it. <laughs> For those who want to get that DVD, can you tell them how to get that? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, um, directly from us at yeah. promultismedia.com, P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S, promultis, mm-hmm. right, from the consecration of the precious blood. Right. Latin for for many, promultis media. Or I, I set up a website a few years ago called maryofgoodsuccess.org. Good. And it has the story and, and all that stuff. And then you Excellent. can you can get the materials as well. Thank you for that. Also, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to uh, have me come out, I have a PowerPoint presentation with lots of pictures and whatnot of my visits to Quito and the miraculous statue and whatnot. Great. And uh, and when I was in Quito the first time and I was kneeling in front of that statue, the Blessed Virgin said, DVDs are all well and good. This is my paraphrase. It's not exactly, I mean, she didn't it. appear to me or anything. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I really got this message coming through kind of loud and clear in front of the Blessed Sacrament and that miraculous statue that she, that this, these, these things, they spread by word of mouth. And she said, you know, money can't get in the way. And so... The, the thing, one of the reasons I think that I've been able to go so many places around the world is that I don't ask a stipend. I don't charge any honorarium for this talk. Awesome. All you got to do is get me there and I'll do it. I've, I've given this talk to, you know, Marian conferences with thousands of people and in church basements with 10 people. Sure. And, and I just trust that uh, Our Lady arranges for the people that need to be there to be there. Awesome. Well, Matthew, this is a fascinating uh, topic. And, and again, 
Uh, you mentioned earlier about Our Lady saying that there would be kind of a falling away in the faith in the 19th century, and very much that happened. And mm-hmm. I, it seems that, and this is just my take, you can correct me, but I see Our Lady doing this over the centuries, coming to us children, I call us children, sure. and telling us, you know what, you need to stop sinning. <laughs> you got to right, right. know your faith. I mean, the teaching the catechism. <clears throat> that Our Lady teach the people that over these centuries, and then repent and believe in my son. And so I I guess what I'm saying is Our Lady of Good Successes, it's very similar, very consistent with other apparitions. Am I on to something? You are on to something. I'll I'll tell you a story. A priest friend of mine years ago told me about a lady uh, who was— Pardon me. (coughs) hate when that happens. I do, too. Uh, I've been fighting that ever since I got over the COVID. Yep. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, this lady came to the priest and said, you know, she's very devoted to Our Lady of Lords. They, she and her husband, uh, their kids grew up and moved out of the house. And so every year they would fly to France wow. and make a pilgrimage. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I think it was in the year 2000 or 2001, Pope John Paul II came out to Mexico to beatify Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. And these people in California, she thought, ooh, wouldn't it be nice to go down to Mexico, see the Pope? see the tilma, right? Be there for the beatification. But she had a problem. And she went to the priest and said, um, you know how I always go to France uh, on pilgrimage to Lourdes. And this year we want to go see to, you know, see Our Lady Guadalupe down in Mexico. And she says, I can't afford to do both. So if we go to Mexico instead of France this year, do you think Our Lady will mind? (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, But that's the very point you're making is that our priest reminded her that Our Lady in Fatima and Our Lady Guadalupe are the same lady. Exactly. Right. And that's why that message is so consistent. And I think something else is really, I mean, just for me personally, uh, is how, how the dogma of the Immaculate Conception fits into all of this. Yeah, we got that. that. You know, I mean, uh, Our Lady of Good Success actually prophesied that, that the Pope in the 19th century would proclaim the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. Amazing. Which is, which is important to the, con- you know, I mean, she's a conceptionist sister. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, the, the, the Franciscans, of course, they were the ones that were arguing for mm-hmm. the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception during the controversies back in the, well, like the 14th century, right? Yes. John Duns-Scotus and all yeah. that. And that's when the conceptionist uh, uh, part of the Franciscan family began. But you'll find this interesting, because you know me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that they are Franciscan sisters. They are devoted to the Immaculate Conception, but they follow the rule of the Cistercians. They follow the rule of St. Bernard. Ah, <laughs> that's cute. So, yeah, perfect storm for me personally, you know. Anyway, uh, the, the, the thing that, that you mentioned about the consistency of the message. Our Lady of Good Success said that when everything just looks lost and paralyzed, those are her words, lost and paralyzed, she says, that will mark the arrival of my hour. Wow. When I, in a marvelous way, will dethrone the proud and cursed Satan, trampling him under my feet. Obvious reference to Genesis 3.15, and I would suggest the, the that's that triumph of the Immaculate Heart that yeah. Our Lady promised the children of Fatima. Yeah. You know, Matt, I don't mean—I'm not, a, I'm not a, a prophet myself, but it just seems— uh, Me neither. Yeah. It's either a son of a prophet. No, I am just someone <laughs> reading, uh, you know, the message of Our Lady and the consistency of it. And when I think about the world we're living in right now and the apostasy that's going on, you know, even inside the Church, I mean, what I mean by that, folks, is that— Many people, uh, cardinals are fighting cardinals, just like Our Lady of Akita talked about right. in the 1970s. So it just seems that we're in that stage right now. And to me, Our Lady is telling everybody, don't be nervous about it. I, 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 you're in my mantle. I mean, 
you know, continue right. to do your duties well, your state in life, live a holy life. You know, you can't control what's going on halfway around the world other than your prayers. That's what you can do. And so I think I, the message I, I'm hearing, Matt, is don't be flustered because we hear people saying, what are we going to do? The world is coming to right, an end right, because right, right. look what's going on in Russia and China and all <clears> these <throat> things we can go on. And I just want to encourage people. Our lady's not telling you to get nervous or to be disturbed. She's really giving you peace with this message because she right. says, well, go ahead, Matt. I'm going to take words but, out but of your but mouth. That's it. Yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a message of hope. Yes, that's the It is that, that there will be, she's not saying that the world's going to end in a fiery ball of, right. of you know, misery, but, but rather there's going to be a restoration exactly. of what's been lost in the church. And, and you know, you, Terry, you know this. You follow salvation history. You read I the do. Old Testament. It's just that pattern of people being devoted to God, being faithful. Good things happen. They fall away. Bad things happen. And it's, it's this constant cycle of people forgetting and then remembering. Well said. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Matt Arnold is my guest. We're talking about the facts, about the apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success. And when we come back, we want to ask Matt some more questions on how we can get closer to Our Lady through this message from her. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. <coughs> to join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Thank you very much. It's uh, Matt Arnold sitting in for Jess Romero talking about the facts about the apparition of Our Lady of Good Success. During the break, Matt, I was thinking about the world we live in today, 2022, and how uh, Our Lady's message is so applicable to us today. And I think of the uh, idea that we have to trust Our Lady, trust her, and not be flustered because of what's going on inside the church, outside the church, and really just give it all to her and not, you know, lose hope. In other words, we just came through two years of COVID where they kept mm -hmm. telling us, Matthew, fear, fear, you're going to get it, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Uh, right, And I just think having a show on Our Lady of Good Success is really the antidote to say, no, replace that word from fear to trust. Am I mm -hmm. onto something there? Absolutely, absolutely. The, the beauty of uh, th these prophecies that Our Lady made so long ago yes. is that not only that they apply to the current situation in the church, but that, uh, be, as you say, they, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a gloom and doom message, and, right. and quite the opposite. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's been approved by the church. Sometimes yeah. people ask, you know, and that's, that's a very Catholic kind of thing. Sure. Is, this, is this approved by the church? Well, look, ever since 1611, okay, approved by the—and people say, well, what about, what about the Vatican? What does the Vatican say? Well, actually, the, the local ordinary is what's called the bishop of competence. Yep. You know, unless there's some impediment, right? Then, then that is that's all the approval you need. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but subsequently, I mean, the cause for her canonization is ongoing. She's been Mother Mariana was named servant of God, so you can you can you know pray for her beatification, mm -hmm. uh, as and pray for you know miracles done through her intercession. Get that ball rolling. Right. The, the convent church back in 1991 was made an archdiocesan Marian sanctuary, which wow. means it's an official place of 
of pilgrimage. You go there on pilgrimage, you can gain the indulgence just like going to Lords of Fatima. So I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way so people are not thinking we're talking about some some obscure thing from, you know, some weird part of the world that uh, nobody's ever heard of before. This is a it's been ongoing for some 400 years. Got it. Matt, in your study of this apparition, because you've been yes. studying it for years, uh, people are, you know, have Internet access. Is there anything you've learned about it that might not quickly be discovered by someone just typing in on the computer a Google search. Well, uh, you know, first off, the, there are uh, there are many prophecies Our Lady made. They're they're very dire, and they're for the you know mm -hmm. if you if you take her at her word about the middle of the twentieth century. Yeah. I actually, when I give the talk, I compiled a bunch of statistics mm -hmm. uh, from you know what what happened in the church between nineteen sixty five oh, yeah. and and the year two thousand. Sure. And, you know, and we've seen, you know, everybody listening, I suspect, you know, that the church in every, every measurable Category. aspect, yep. yeah, we've we just been, you know, in, in this, this free fall and this downward spiral. But, uh, I mean, one of the things that stands out for me, first off, is that it's not, uh, it's not a message of gloom and doom. Right. Okay. There's nothing about, uh, uh, you know, the, the old mass being persecuted or the new mass taking its place or, or, you know, a lot of these controversial things that we're talking about. I, apparently they didn't. You know, they, they weren't uh, uh, of such consequence that they became a part of these prophecies. Right. You know, so I, I think, you know, like you say, you need to you need to trust. You need to have faith that our that our lady says that, you know, and, and here's another thing. Uh, I, I suspect it's going to get worse before it gets better. Bad as it is now, it'll probably get worse. Yeah. But it's OK, <laughs> you know, because our lady promised that there would be a restoration in the church. And of course, we know. Uh, our good Lord has told us that the gates of hell will not prevail against the Catholic Church. We've been through some pretty rough stuff before, oh, yeah. and we're going through some rough stuff now, but that's no reason to lose heart. And and lastly, I mean, I think something that's really struck me, like I say, it's the Immaculate Conception, the way that runs through these prophecies, from, you know, her prophecies about the Immaculate Conception to the proclamation of the dogma, the the and then the the appearances of Our Lady in Lourdes, yep. and then in uh, in, in Fatima, and also Our Lady of America here in the 1950s, right, in the United States. Yep. You realize that's been approved now for private devotion. Mm -hmm. And the message that she and, – and she and she was the Immaculate Conception. She appeared precisely as the Immaculate Conception. That's Our Lady of America, and, and uh, she's Our Lady of America of, you know, Immaculate Conception patroness of, of the United States. <clears throat> and there is a consistent message which is one – that people are trying to sweep under the rug, but it has to do with human sexuality. Yeah. Has to do <clears throat> with uh, with chastity that Our Lady said, you know, because that has to do also with vocations, because it hurts vocations exactly. that we don't have chastity, that we don't have chaste men to be priests, and we don't have virgin souls to to become, you know, the, the cloistered sisters. You know, that's, as as the crisis in the priesthood, we talk about that all the time, but they don't talk about the crisis, uh, the crisis in women religious, which is huge. Yes. But, you know, our, our Lord talked about it, too, when he appeared to Mother Mariana, that, that the, the immorality and impurity in our time, he said it would be like the, like, it's like the, the waters of a filthy ocean, just touching everything, wow. you know. And, and, it, and it struck me that, that, you know, what did she say to the children of Fatima about sins of the flesh, right? That more yep. souls are going to hell because of that. That's right. And, and then when, when she appeared to uh, Sister uh, Noisel here in the United States, mm -hmm. she said that what we must do is imitate her purity. Yep. Okay. And, you, and when you look at it holistically, this is one message, one big message. And part of that message, an important part of that message for us, 
has to do with keeping ourselves free from that kind of impurity. Right. And it's and it's a tall order in this day. Absolutely. Matt, did Our Lady of Good Success make any special requests? You know, like Our Lady of Fatima, for example, requested, you know, the daily rosary for world peace on the mm-hmm. five first Saturdays. <clears throat> Our Lady of Good Success, now she she made a, a specific pardon me, mm-hmm. a specific request of Mother Mariana about yeah. having the statue made. Sure. And about um devotion to her under that title. And that was the thing that she specifically asked Catholics to invoke her under the title of Our Lady of Good Success in these times, Mm -hmm. because devotion to her, and especially devotion to her under this invocation, right, remembering that we win it in the end, okay, she says this will be a great consolation to the faithful of these difficult times. And she also, she promised her good success to all who would help spread that devotion to her Mm -hmm. uh, under that title. Which explains why I've gone all over the whole world for nothing. <laughs> no, well, people that, about it. that kind of brings me up to what I wanted to ask you. But I also wanted to put a little blurb in, um, a little thing. We're going to be having an event at the Sacred Heart Chapel, folks, on the 7th of May. It's a marriage seminar. And our good friend, Dr. Sandoval, who spoke last year for this marriage seminar, will be back again. So you won't want to miss it. My wife, Mary Danielle, will be there. I'll be there. We're really just using three sources, Scripture, the Catechism, and Cardinal Seurat's latest book, and I have it right here, Couples Awaken Your Love. Why is that? Because we know, as Matt and I talked for years about the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. So if we have strong marriages, we have strong families. As a matter of fact, I'll just share this one. Yesterday, I had lunch with my son and his wife and my grandson, And we were at a table where behind our table, there was a family of three little kids with a mom and dad. And of course, I encouraged them to continue to, you know, do good work with your family. I gave them a card for Virgin Most Powerful. So I hope dad's listening uh, because, you know, he's got a young family. And this is why marriage is such a powerful um, sacrament. And people need to understand how it works, not just, hey, we're going to have this hookup society. No, mm. anybody who's thinking about getting married or has been married or having challenges in their marriage should come to this seminar on May 7th, 2022. The way to go is you go to vmpr.org and you can register right online. That's the easiest way to do it. And again, I think uh, we're going to have not only the talks, but much, much more important than the talks. Are you ready? Confession. Yeah. Mm. That could be the most important part of the day for you, the the person that's at that conference. Not only are we going to have confession, we're going to have Holy Mass at 5 o'clock. We're going to have the rosary prayed. This is going to be a day of recollection focusing on marriage and the sacrament. This is something that I would encourage anyone who is even considering getting married or who's been married for years to come because it will bless them. Matt, uh, I want to also remind that you, people that if they want to have you come to their parish to speak on Our Lady of Good Success, how can they do that? Well, again, you can you can go to my website, which is matthewarnold.org, or you can go if you go if you're interested in Our Lady of Good Success, you can go to maryofgoodsuccess.org, and it's kind of you know a place where I've gathered all this mm-hmm. stuff together, and you can and you can contact me through there as well, and I'll be happy. I'm, I'm I just uh, booked a. Um, one for May, I'm going out to um, one of the Carolinas, I think. Wow. 
So yeah, so it's uh, now that COVID's lifting, the the calls are coming back in, and that's a good thing because I think, you know, this this prophecy, uh, this devotion rather, is so is so timely. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned your marriage um, right seminar. Uh, seminar. In, in the context of the, the impurity, she talked about all the sacraments being profaned in our day. And yes. she mentioned matrimony. She says, the sacrament of matrimony will be attacked and iniquitous laws will make it easy to live in sin. That's the thing. You have to imagine Mother Mariana was granted a vision of the 20th century. And she said that if she had not been miraculously sustained, the shock would have killed her. Wow. Wow. Because so that's the thing. You can imagine a nun from the Counter-Reformation back in the you know yeah. early— 1600s. Yeah. Seeing the the situation of the church today, it would be it would be horrific. I get it, Matt. I also want to recommend this Saturday, the 12th of March, the Catholic Men of Prom, uh, Catholic Men's Fellowship, will be putting on a men's conference. I want to encourage people to go to that <clears throat> by registering at CatholicMen.org. They've got a great lineup at St. John Vianney's Parish in Hacienda Heights. So if you're local, March 12th, that's this Saturday. You should consider going. Uh, the way to go is register at catholicmen.org. I'll say it one more time, catholicmen.org. I hope to have a booth there uh, with Anthony, and I'm, I'm going to try and get there myself to keep the guys going and say hi to everybody because it's important that men have these conferences to go to to build up in their faith. And I know that Bishop David O'Connell will be celebrating Mass there, so please consider going by registering online, catholicmen.org. When we come back, more on our apparitions of Our Lady of Good Success. Stay with us, family. I always like to say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, yes, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. More about Our Lady of Good Success. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Thank you very much. Jesse will be out and be back tomorrow. I, I thought about this whole Our Lady of Good Success, and I'm thinking 1594, 400 years ago, a prophecy of what's going on today. I'm like, wow, how could that be? It's just an amazing story. If you just tuned in and you hadn't heard it all, you can go to our website. Uh, maybe late this afternoon in the early evening, we'll have everything up, all the shows, and you can listen to the podcast at any time after you know this evening. So, Matt, um, you went to Ecuador on a pilgrimage. I remember in 2007, and, mm -hmm. I, and again you went in 2017. You know, my question is, what was the experience like? I mean, did you learn anything new or have you had any new insights by visiting the site in person? Well, you know, yes and yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Let's <laughs> uh, do those. Okay. Jack. Yeah. I mean, that, that first <laughs> pilgrimage was very, was very uh, moving for me personally. And I went, uh, it was almost miraculous because um, it was one of those things where you know, Betty and I had found out about Our Lady of Good Success around the turn of the century, and we yeah. become interested and started doing. There wasn't a lot of information about it at that time. There's a ton now, yeah. <clears throat> and and you got to be careful about about the the information that you go to. That's one of the reasons I set up MaryGoodSuccess.org mm -hmm. is that people would have a place to go that was you know that they could trust. Yes, but um, uh, 
when I, when I went there in 2007, a lot of people, I mean, it was a couple of thousand people showed up at, you know, Odark 30, it's like four o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, because wow. they have the, on the feast day, they have what they called the rosary of the dawn, mm -hmm. where they take, they take a pilgrim statue of our lady and they pro process through the streets, stopping at these like stational churches, right? At, at, at important places historically in Quito. And then, um, they've got a, at the time it was the Dominican abbot, uh, was leading the rosary. You know, so people are, they, and they sing it. They sing the rosary in Spanish, and there's a brass band, and there's fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a big deal, right? Yes. <clears throat> well, I went back in 2017, and there was like 10,000 people. Wow. I, I mean, there were, were pilgrim groups there from from all over the world, including there was a Polish group uh, had the you know the priest chaplain with them, and and, and the procession. They were all dressed in in the Polish, uh, you know, uh, traditional yep. costume, you know, traditional garb, and they yeah. were carrying. They had first class relics of St. Faustina and John wow. Paul II. And, wow. you know, and it was a big old. And of course, there's there's priests from from all over the world now. Mm -hmm. I, you know, at the first time I went, that Dominican abbot was the only Catholic priest present. That's incredible. You know, and this other time and they're now they're 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 from all over the world. So it was it was very uh, uh, it was very moving uh, based on the work that I've done. I guess they were aware of it enough that uh, Betty and I were invited to the ceremony where they returned the statue from the sanctuary in the church to the upper choir oh great which was you know it was very it was it was wonderful you know i just i think that just seeing the um seeing the new uh interest in it was was one thing also you know i learned a little more about the founding of the conceptionist order uh, beatriz de silva uh was the lady that founded it and it was ultimately the influence of queen isabella of spain oh that's interesting. That, yeah and and uh and Beatriz de Silva actually only took the habit of that new order on the day that she died. Whoa. It was made official right at the very last moment for her. So it's really, I mean, it's really in, inspirational. And apparently Beatriz de, de Silva also appeared to Mother Mariana. Wow. Right. And uh, and like I say, the other thing I learned is that even though they're uh, part of the Franciscan family, they follow the Cistercian uh, order or rule of Bennett, uh, Bernard of Clairvaux. And so I think, you know, and I, I thought that was awesome. Well, I can but, see uh, why you like it. <laughs> Because you have yeah. devotion to all of the above. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like I say, it's kind of a perfect storm. It just sort of, uh, yeah. and, and I, I felt, uh, I think the, the, the one thing that was the most moving for me is that, um, you know, mother Mariana had been very obscure, you know, I mean, people had forgotten all about her more or less. And then in 1906, um, well, I should go back a little further in the, in the late 19th century, the Masons took over Ecuador the way they did so many South American countries, you know, how it happened in Mexico and the Cristeros and all that. And, uh, and, and they were, of course, they were very, uh, iconoclastic and they're very anti-Catholic. And, and so they, um, in this, the, the sisters walled up the statue of Our Lady of Good Success and the statue of the Divine Infant. And the, they had a jeweled crozier that was very precious and, and they, and they hid them all around the convent, you know, and, and a long time went by. And then some of these, some of this stuff still lost, it's, you know, walled up somewhere, um, and in after the turn of the century, though, when uh, things eased up a little bit, they started looking for it. And when they were looking for the statue of Our Lady of Good Success, they found uh, Mother Mariana's body incorrupt. Wow. And so uh, and now we were actually invited into the cloister. Um, I had seen before that it was interred in this in this altar in the lower choir. But now they've they've uh, gotten one of those big glass reliquaries, kind of like, uh, you know, St. Bernadette or whatever is in. Sure. And then they have her and that's lovely. One of our listeners is saying all seven sisters also with her 
their bodies are incorrupt. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the original. I, I think it's I think it's like four of the seven. Uh-huh. Although they did discover more. Really? And I think it was around 2010. They were they were looking for the statue of the infant Jesus, and they found more incorrupt sisters. Oh my gosh! And, uh, four of them were all interred together at uh-huh. one time, but now Mother Mariana is is uh, interred separately. Yeah, and uh, very and, beautiful. Matt, we have a couple minutes left, and you know I'm trying to think for our listeners. I know they're going to be calling you, say, "Hey, Matt, can you come to our parish? Uh, what kind of group would it be appropriate for to have uh-huh. your presentation given to <clears throat> everybody?" But I mean. Would yeah, you? no, like I say, I, I have I have uh, given this presentation to uh, a dozen people in a church basement and yeah. to thousands of people at a Marian conference. It's it's pretty much uh, just a matter of, you know, you, you need to get me there and put me up and, and sure. so forth. And, and then I'll be happy to uh, if, if I am available and, you know, it all makes sense, then I'll absolutely absolutely be happy to come out. And you talked earlier, for those who didn't hear, you showed us a video that you put together on Our Lady. Again, how can people... Right again, yeah. Uh, it's the the uh, Our Lady of Buen Suceso history, miracles and prophecies. Uh, it's available from either Pro Multis Media. Uh, a lot of local bookstores carry them also, or you can find it by going to maryofgoodsuccess.org. dot org. Great, great. Well, I'm just uh, delighted to hear that, Matt. I want to also just because uh, this is great stuff. I also want to apply some of what we learned today. Again, to encourage all of us listening not to be overwhelmed by the world, the devil, and the flesh. This is Lent right now. And I think you kind of, if you can go back to what you said at the beginning of the show, I think we could wrap that up with that point about almsgiving, about sacrifices that you make at Lent. Give us a little uh, input on where we need to be as we move along towards Holy Week. There are. I think three things mm-hmm. that are crucial to understanding this devotion, because we're talking about the restoration of the church. Right. We're talking about a, a, a good success, a great event. Mm-hmm. And, and that title in Quito refers back to the, the purification of the piece of the presentation. Remember that's when our lady offered Jesus in the temple. Yeah. And when you think about it, that's the co-redemptrix. That's the savior of the world. You know, she's offering him at the, that's the greatest sacrifice ever in the temple. Think about that. That's a good point. You know, and who knew, who understood what was going on besides Our Lady, only, and Our Lord, I suppose, uh, only Simeon, right? And Anna, the prophetess. When Jesus was crucified on Calvary, that's no, no question. There's, there's a great event, the the pivotal one in in all of human history. How many people understood what was going on? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Mary again. And, uh. St. John, Mary Magdalene, you know, sure. and then, and then after the resurrection, how, what is it? It's uh, the, well, you know, the apostles, the holy women, 120 disciples. You realize that w- I think the restoration of the church has already begun. I, I, I think really, especially in Benedict's pontificate, the, the, the restoration of the mass yeah. was huge. And, and yeah, is that, is that getting, is there blowback? Is there pushback? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you should expect that, don't you? Yep. But but ultimately, there's three things. What Our Lady talked about, the profanation of the Holy Eucharist, mm-hmm. and how and how we must be devoted to our Lord. Amen. And most especially the blessed Our Lord and the Blessed yep. Sacrament. Yep. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, got to be faithful to the teaching of the Church. Yep. Got to be loyal to the papacy. You know, it, it's a package deal. It's all or nothing. You know, 
that that's that's our good lord it's as was it shakespeare says you know the famous quote it stands off as gross as black and white Mm -hmm. it's that simple he's going look when you did these things to the least of my brethren you did these to me when you failed to do it you failed to do it to me you know there's there's the litmus test so we have to be faithful to the teachings of the church and then finally be devoted to our lady right you know uh, uh marian devotion i don't think that you can say that marian devotion is is uh optional yeah i think it's absolutely uh absolutely yeah. crucial yeah and and you know sometimes catholics get accused of loving mary too much right putting too much yeah. you put too much emphasis on mary mm-hmm. you say 10 hail marys for every our father right you know that, yeah, that sort I've of thing that. yeah i i will say this to you i'll ask you something terry sure who loved Mary more than anybody? Our Lord. Our Lord. Do, do, do you think that you can love Mary as much as Jesus does? Good question. Do you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes or no? Yeah. No, I can't, actually. No, no, you can't. You cannot. So, because and, our Lord. He, go ahead. Because he's God. Exactly. He's God. There's a difference. What that means is you can't love Mary too right. much. Right. You can't. You got it. You well said. And so, so those three things, you got you got to live your faith. You have to embrace it instead of just inheriting it. You have to be uh, uh, devoted to Christ in the Eucharist and and uh, to Our Lady as our co-redemptrix, as our advocate. And Matt, if I can add something about the Blessed Sacrament Our Lady of Fatima talked about to the children in 1916, uh, a prayer of reparation. When we see these horrible things that take place in Catholic churches— this is the prayer she asks us to pray. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ present in all the tabernacles of the world and reparation for the outrageous, sacrilegious indifferences for which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. Matt, that was a prayer set in 1916. Yeah. And I mean, are, th- are things better now or worse? That's Eric? what I wanted to make the point. You yeah. read my mind. So yeah. this is what I think we can say when we see these things that are going on in our church. Memorize that prayer. It's the prayer of Our Lady, uh, you know, Fatima, and making reparation for these sacrileges. Matt Arnold, Amen. I want to thank you for joining us here at the Terry and Jesse Show. Tell us, Matt, real quick about your own show. Oh, yeah. I have a program on Virgin Most Powerful, No Nonsense Catholic, mm-hmm. live every Wednesday and available on the smartphone app and all of the uh, all your favorite podcast platforms and right here on bmpr.org. And that's right after the Terry and Jesse Show every Wednesday, folks. You won't want to miss it. It's a great show. Up next, we have the Knights of Columbus. Am I on that one? It's Monday. Yes. Yes. The Knights are coming. And I want to thank all of you who have been supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Don't forget, uh, you can go to vmpr.org and listen to all of our shows, from Bishop Strickland to the Terry and Jesse. You name them. They're all there for you, for you to share it with your friends and family. I want to thank you again for all the four years of support you've been giving to Virgin Most Powerful May God bless you and your family. And as I say, full steam ahead.